Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian, host of the Badass Women's Council podcast. And in two weeks, I'll be hosting a super cool event in Indianapolis called Stand Tall in Your Story. And it is the culmination of a seven-month experience called Rise and Thrive for a small group of amazing women who have gone through this experience to now stand on the stage at the Cabaret Theater in Indianapolis and share their story in a TED Talk-like experience. But there, there will also be an opportunity for you to join in the conversation. There'll be live music, food, drinks, free valet, red carpet, photo opportunities. It's just going to be a fun night to celebrate women. Because March is Women's Month, y'all. We need to be celebrating. And I've created this experience for you to come and celebrate with us. So I hope that you will go and check out the tickets. There's regular tickets. There's VIP with a lot of swag in the bag. And there is also what's called an all-access pass, which is the best deal. I mean, it's ridiculous. You basically get a Dare to Lead class, Brene Brown's Dare to Lead, you get an overnight retreat, uh, Dream the Decade retreat, and a VIP ticket, all for a lower cost than you would pay for just a Dare to Lead class. I mean, come on, y'all. That's an intelligence test. So go buy your ticket. And on to today's episode, which is Wendy No, Executive Director of Dove Recovery House for Women. And she has been one of the amazing ladies in this Rise and Thrive experience who will be on stage on March 5th. And she's sharing a little bit about her experience in Rise and Thrive. There's some good stuff here. Enjoy. Hey, Wendy. I'm so glad you're back. Thanks for having me. So you have been one of the participants in Rise and Thrive Indianapolis. I have. Yes. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I love it. it. I love it too. And you are the executive director of Dove Recovery House for Women. Yes, I am. And doing amazing work here that we've done a couple of podcasts about in the past that I highly recommend that you go back and listen to if you haven't already. But I'd love to hear your perspective on Rise and Thrive and how it's impacting you and just your thoughts on the process and the women and all the things. Yeah. um, It's changed my life in a miraculous way. And I still feel like there's so much more I need to get. And I, I'm excited that I have Christmas break coming up because I am really, I'm taking all my books, all my notes, I'm getting into it. I'm going to think I'm going to process because when we go through the class itself, it's just like, oh my gosh, there's so much freaking good stuff. And yet in a good way, like completely overwhelming. Yeah. How am I a 42 year old woman been in this business for years and years? And I, have missed all of this, right? And it's because I think women, and, and I'll say this, I've known this, I have known this about women for years and years because I've always worked in women's issues. Women are so good at taking care of other people. You know, we're excellent at taking care of our children, our family, our friends, our coworkers, our husbands, but we put ourselves on the back burner. I'll get to it later. My mom even said to me the other day, she goes, I know you're, you're great at taking care of everyone else, but you don't t- nearly take good enough care of yourself. It's the infamous when I get caught up. E- absolutely. I, or I don't have time for this right now, but next Friday I should have some time. And then all of a sudden my Friday is filled up. Right. Um, so, you know, and it's that the analogy of if an airplane is going down, and I love this analogy. I heard it when I was working at Susan G. Komen, um, 
when the plane is going down and the air mask comes down, you put your air mask on yourself first so you can take care of the person beside you. So if we don't take care of ourselves, how can we take care of other people? And I had been a lot, I've been doing a lot of reflection and I know I'm rambling, sorry. No, but this is good. I love I, it. Go. I had been doing a lot of reflection and I had met you um, because of Nicole Bush, mm-hmm. who did an event for Dove House. And she said, you need to meet, you need to meet this woman, Rebecca. Yeah, yeah. And so she introduced us and you had, had pitched this idea of Rise and Thrive and you gave me the gift of being a part of it. And it was at a time that I had really been struggling with my what's next story. No. What is my story? I kind of know what I like to do, but I don't know what's next. And it's the first time ever in my life that I haven't had a, a what's next. Like, what am I shooting for? And I love Dove House. I love the women. I love what we've built here in the last five years. I mean, it. I'm, I'm honored and proud of, of the opportunities that I've had to just sink my teeth in and say, this is using all my past experience and, and building up Dove House and expanding and serving 50% more women than we've ever served and growing our budget by half a million, up to you know half a million. All these other great things um, has kept my brain going. But it's like, how else, what, what are my other gifts? What else can I do? Do I always want to be an executive director? I don't know. I think I want to do more. And I think that's an important aspect of this that I really wanted to come through was we reach this point in our career where it's not about doing more. It's about having more impact. And so you've reached that point where you're saying, look, I'm not just going to habitually go and do the things that I've always done. I want to zoom out and look bigger and say, who am I? Yeah. And be more intentional versus habitual. And I, and so the 150,000%. Um, so I was really struggling with that. And then I met you and you told me about this opportunity rise and thrive. And it was that moment where I need to do this for me, right? This is how I can be my best version so I can help other women become their best versions and really looking internally of what do I need to do to grow? How can I communicate as a leader in my fields? Um, how can I lead my staff? Because that's something I've struggled with, I think, to be in all, in all transparency. I'm a people pleaser. I know this about myself now. I like to take care of other women. You know, we went through the whole Enneagram. Um, I avoid conflict. And I've always known that about myself. Yeah. But it Somehow kind of, getting the report and having the conversation brings it more to light. It's almost it? like giving you permission and understanding, like, this is okay. This is who you are. And if you want to change these behaviors, here's what we need to do. But it's having a really deep dive into... My, my flaws and also the great attributes that I bring. And so being a part of Rise and Thrive has really helped me do that. It's allowed me to find my voice in a different way. You know, I've always advocated for women, but now I get to advocate for myself. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. It's so true, though. It it's really so truly true. is. And, and, and so all the coaches, it's like you get to help other women, right? You get to help all these other women become the best versions of themselves or how do we add on to what is already great I'm a good public speaker I like doing that how can I be better at that how can I be better at serving more women and crafting that story and and being healthy all at the same time you know it's all about mind body and spirit yep and I love that you hit on something that is innate in women that it's important for us to recognize is when when you want to become more, whether it's an executive leader, you want to expand your, your influence. 50% of that drive for a woman is because they want to be a role model. Role model. Mm-hmm. Men have the need and the want to be a role model, but it's only 27% when you serve in them. So it's, it's built into us and our DNA so 
strongly that when you invest in women, the ripple effect of it is huge. It's massive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have to share a story with you. So I've, I've learned so much just how to communicate, how to understand, how to understand my own self, how to be a better mom. Hmm. And my 13 year old has had a lot of crap. And bad stuff have happened in, in the last year at school. Or not even the last year, last six months. Mm-hmm. And three months, I don't know where we're at. But it's advocating for her, right? Mm-hmm. And standing up for my own daughter and saying, I'm not a bitch, but I have a voice. Mm-hmm. And if I can advocate for other women, I'm going to advocate for those that I love. And not being fearful. And my daughter posted a story the other day and uh, – not a story. It's on TikTok. It's a video pictures, you know, yeah. messages. Yeah. It's what the little girls do these days, I guess. And she sent me the video. I asked for it. And um, she was saying how she has dropped toxic relationships. She know she has dropped these great friends of hers that she thought were great, but are toxic and has found friends that are supportive and loving her and lift her up and how she had a, uh, a situation that happened at school and she shared that. And I asked her why she decided to share it. And she goes, because I want to help other girls in my own situation. And then she posted a picture of me and her. And she said, I've gotten closer to my mom. And I look, you're getting ready to cry. I'm getting <laughs> ready right right to cry. <laughs> but I truly believe that without this experience, um, I, I was, I was, I was burned out. Right. Even being a mom was one more thing I needed to do. And now it's like, okay, I know what I need to do at my job, but I have the tools that I don't think I truly had or maybe hadn't given myself permission to use before. And had I not given this opportunity, I don't think that Cameron, my my sweet daughter, would be this 13-year-old that she's becoming. I mean, she's using her words. She says, I'm taking my power back. I'm dropping toxic friends. I'm becoming my best version. And I'm like, that's my kid. She's hearing me. And she's hearing the things that I'm saying to myself because I've given myself permission to say those things. Mm-hmm. And now I get to use it on my girls. <sighs> and so that ripple effect is massive, right? It's the 40 women that I serve here at Dove House. It's the 13 staff members that I have. All over women except for one. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> if we have that reach yes. out method it's just going to help so many other people. None of this was, was scripted. I just said, hey, do you want to talk about <laughs> Rise and Thrive? And I'm glad that the Kleenex box was was handy. That's It, it really has... I had great expectations for this. Yeah. I, I had, I've been praying for a year about God ideas, not good ideas on how to support high-achieving women. And so I had big expectations, but it's, it's truly blowing my mind. The camaraderie and the the intentionality that you all have put into this and these kinds of stories just lighten me up. I knew that I wanted something that was not training. I wanted it to be transformational. I wanted you to have time to unpack things and try things and then have people that you could come back and say, hey, help me with this or this worked well or this didn't work well. And and the way that you all have formed a bond so quickly, even in the first day. Yeah. The very first day, I was just blown away at how quickly people um, came together. And I think it speaks to that. The need that you all had was to 
find a safe place where you could come be, as you said, better versions of yourselves. And, and that's, vulnerable. That's the common bond that you all have. Yeah. And, and it created that vulnerability. Because people said to me, I'm not sure that you can put a small group of, of high achieving women together and for them to really extend trust. Yeah. And I said, I beg to differ. I think that there's this want and this need that they will see in each other mm-hmm. that will that will bring that about. And it was almost instant. It was yeah. magical. It, it's weird because we all have such different backgrounds. You know, oh, we're, we're all so different. Yeah. Um, and we'd never met. I mean, in the nonprofit world, I know a lot of people and I'll run into them in workshops or groups or meetings or whatever. Right, right. And, but for me, it's, I have to represent Dove House because we depend on the generosity of others. Right. So if I'm like, oh, I'm burned out, I'm tired, I'm blah, 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 blah. How's that going to translate to why would I want to support Dove House? And it wasn't about Dove House. It's about me getting to be better so I can help Dove House. So I can Putting help. your mask on first. Right? Yeah. And that was probably the hardest thing for me to do was take that mask off. Mm-hmm. Um, and several of us talked about that. Like, I'm having a really hard time being vulnerable. Not so much anymore. I've kind of put it all out there. But it's because of that trust. And we're all so different and yet we are so alike. It was it was weird how many similarities there were about and the experiences and the tough things that we've experienced. And you know, and maybe it's one person has struggled and we've struggled there, but we've rised above it. And how can we help that person and yeah. and sharing and you know, it's okay for me to say I had a bad day. Um, or I'm, I'm dealing with this at home or, you know, this happened to my daughter and it was, it's really bad and, and being allowed to go off course so that we can, we can explore it and work through it and come up with some ideas and giving each other permission to speak out of our whole mouth instead of one side of it. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you yeah. for being a part of it. Thank you. And I'm just going to take an opportunity to say that as a part of this experience, which I will be doing every year in Indianapolis and expanding to some other cities over the next few years, that we do want a an, a, an executive from a nonprofit in the program every year. So if as a company, if you are looking to sponsor a nonprofit leader in our community, we are looking for that for our 2020 class. So we're so which glad. Which is awesome. So glad it's you. Yeah. Nonprofit people don't always get to be included in these sorts of things because we have such limited budgets. Yeah. And so, but we do such, I mean, I'm a CEO of a corporation. Absolutely. Even though I'm my time, we're a nonprofit. I'm an executive director. I'm running a, a small business CEO. Absolutely. Um, and and really, the the reach of the impact that nonprofits have in our community is massive. Absolutely. And we tend to forget about that because we're not producing income essentially. Yeah, but the impact is huge. Yeah, it sure is. Thank you. Thanks. I'm not coming down. I hope this inspired you to go and buy a ticket at wethrive.live slash events. In coming episodes, we'll talk more about the amazing women of Rise and Thrive and their company sponsors. It's taken a village to pull this all together, and I am super grateful and can't wait to tell you about these companies that love and support women leaders in Indianapolis. Make it a great day, y'all. I'm not coming down. I never liked it all.